Professional, your weekly Google podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 224, and welcome to my front porch here in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, I've been saying this, I think, the last uh, few podcasts, but it is pretty incredible. <laughs> it's pretty incredible outside. This is kind of that weather I've just been looking to, forward to. I think many of you have been looking forward to. Uh, you med- Midwest people, I know there's some of you in the Midwest that are listening. You're like, it's going to be awesome for the next couple months, maybe the next month and a half. And then it, all hell breaks loose and you get snow and sleet and slush and all that kind of stuff. But for those of us on the West Coast, it this is uh, this is why we live here. Uh, this is the season that's going to be amazing. Phoenix is in all of its glory. I mean, it was like 75 today, which is why. And honestly, it's like kind of unusual. At least, I mean, I, we haven't been here for five years, but it's kind of unusual for here. I mean, normally it's you know hotter than that. So it's just. I mean, the mornings have been like 55. I'm like in full hoodie you know sweatpants got a blanket over me and I'm like this is amazing this is the best thing ever so anyway it's pretty incredible I don't know what it is but it it kind of puts me in a really good mood you know when the weather starts chilling out a little bit and then it's just not so like hot it's just not so hot and I mean honestly people in Phoenix are just a little bit nicer uh, when the weather's nice, because in the, when it's hot, everyone's like, oh my gosh, I've just been sweating. I got in my car, I burned myself on my seatbelt. Like, it's just not fun. Uh, it feels like a form of purgatory. And so <laughs> this season is why people live in uh, the West. It's live in uh, Arizona because they're like, it's amazing right now. So hopefully, hopefully wherever you are, it's super beautiful and you're able to get outside. I'm telling you, there is something about being outside. I was talking to a guy today and in, in, in saying one of the transformative things in my life was going on these walks. And, you know, I talk about them all the time, but going on these walks and, and not having an agenda, um, a part of it was not having any music, not having any podcast, none of that stuff. Just I'm just going for a walk and I'm just listening, letting all the crazy kind of get out of my head. In that process, I started hearing and seeing creation all around me. And it was a really, it was beautiful, but it's kind of bizarre. You know, like I notice birds everywhere now, everywhere. But it's now because I'm a bit in tune. I I can hear, uh, because I spent a lot of time with hummingbirds, I can hear their little chatter back and forth to one another. And I can pick it up. Oh, they're somewhere around here. And I'm kind of searching for them and... So all that to say is there is something about going on a walk without an agenda, being outside without an agenda. Just listen. You'll start paying attention to leaves, start paying attention to the trees and the swaying and the sounds. And I think all that stuff's important. Like if the rocks are crying out and the trees are swaying and singing, uh, maybe we need to listen to that. You know, maybe join in in that celebration that... um, God is good and he loves us and he sees us. I was going for this hike through uh, the mountains a couple days ago. And I mean, I was in the middle of it and it was so quiet. It was like deathly quiet and it was so beautiful. I mean, it was so beautiful. And the surrounding amount around me was like pretty incredible. And I was like, oh my gosh. I mean, my soul like desperately, desperately needed that level of quiet, needed 
that beauty. And so, I don't know. Again, my encouragement is get outside. Start to experience the the fullness of all that God has you to experience here on earth, you know, take it all in. It's really amazing. So, uh, thank you for all of you who continue to listen week in and week out. And thank you for those of you who give monthly to Patreon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And, and for so many of you who give in other ways, I really appreciate it as well. And for buying the devotional. Thank you. Uh, front porch confessional our front porch devotional. Sorry. Uh, on Amazon, you can buy it. It's like 10 bucks. Uh, thanks for supporting me. Thanks for supporting the podcast. Really appreciate it. All right. We're back in Psalms 51 and in verse eight, man, 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 I, I have been looking forward to doing, um, a podcast on this particular verse. Um, it was, it's really important to me. So it says this, and it has this reoccurring theme, uh, for me, so I'll talk a little bit about that, but let's get to the passage. It's this, Psalms 51, 8, and it says this, Let me hear joy and gladness. The bones that you have broken rejoice. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice. Uh, um, as I was talking about earlier, I've been kind of slowing down and listening um, a part of that listening was just kind of going on these walks, listening to birds, listening to the wind, you know, listening to the crazy in my head. That was just kind of a part of a rhythm of reconnecting in, in a real, I would say a pretty supernatural way, but also I think a very contemplative way, uh, really listening to God and, and kind of connecting with him in that way. And so, um, but I find myself really paying attention to things and listening um, here and there. So uh, I was at the park uh, a while back with Mika, and I was just sitting there. She's playing with all these kids. And I just closed my eyes, and I was trying to take in just all the noises. And the amount of joy and laughter and giggling and those little squeaky voices, there was something about it, and it just made me smile. It was like... It was like a chorus of joy. It was like a chorus of gladness. And I was looking at the playground and going, this is a very simple thing. Like a playground is a very simple thing. In technology, I mean, it's very complex. You know, there's all these games and these kids who play video games all the time, like all that stuff, right? But there's something, something really beautiful about a playground. It's just, you, it's like the simple, it's like pure childhood delight. Just coming out, pure joy, pure delight coming out. And so I was just closing my eyes and I was just listening to all these kids just laugh and giggle and run around. And uh, I was watching Mika. She made like three friends or three people that she had never met before. Like I was watching all these kids and going like, none of you know each other. And all of a sudden they're playing a game together. And I was like thinking about how simple that was and and the joy and the gladness. So when I started thinking about the passage, especially the first part of this passage, about um, David just kind of proclaiming, you know, let me hear joy and gladness, I thought, oh my gosh, you must have been starved of it. You know, have you ever been starved of, of kind of joy and gladness? You know, when I first read this passage and then now I committed it to memory, when I, st- when I came to this verse, when I came to verse 8, I just stopped and I went, whoa, whoa, right? There's this reoccurring theme that over the last few years that, 
that God continues to kind of re- reaffirm in my soul. You know, one of is in Hosea 6.1, you know, come, let us return to the Lord, for he has broken us so that he can heal us. You know, there it, it continues on, but that particular section really got to me. And I thought, man, I think I need to pay attention to that. Um, I tend to be a little more masochistic in the way that I kind of see the world and live and, and do things. But there's something about that that is really beautiful to me. Now, it sounds really tragic, really painful, but in reality, I'm like, no, 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 that's not what he's saying. There's something really, really beautiful about it. And so when I came to this particular passage, like, I think God's trying to say something to me. But I needed to not run past that first section, right? The first section is, is David really just saying, like, let me hear joy and gladness. He's just got done unpacking, like, how depraved he is, how sinful he is, and how he's been born into sin and born into iniquity, and, and that he knows his sin and he acknowledges his sin and that he was born, you know, all these different things. Like, he's going over and uh, he's talking about purge me. He talked in verse seven, like purge me with hyssop, you know, cleanse me so that I may be white as snow. And then he transitions into let me hear joy and gladness. And I started working through that. I was like, man, I think a lot of people are starved of joy and gladness. You know, I got to be honest, the last couple of weeks have been kind of heavy, hard for our family. You know, I've been calling it, it's like first world problems. Like I have no ground to complain about anything, you know, especially with my cross cultural experience with India. Like I, I literally I like whatever problem I'm going through here in America is just, it's minute compared to what's happening in India and around the world. But those first world problems, like they're just, they're hard and they're heavy and, and, uh, and they've been a bit frustrating for me. And so, you know, I've been just struggling to find that joy, struggling to find that gladness. And sometimes in the midst of despair, we we can't hear it, you know, and because we can't hear it, we're not experiencing it. And so we get kind of starved of joy and gladness. And, and that, that despair feels all around us. You know, I remember just being in the hospital and, and just feeling like, my gosh, like, it's just so heavy where I need some joy. I need some gladness. And, you know, I, I even, you know, going through certain emotional experiences where our friendships that were hard and, you know, it's like, man, you just get in this point of despair and your soul's crying out for something like I just something's not right. Maybe you felt that like something doesn't feel right. Something's off. It's you're just your soul's craving that joy. We are born for joy. We are born for gladness. The delight of the Lord lives within us, lives within us. And so I just love this point at which David's like going through all this stuff and it's been so hard and he's proclaiming out loud, no, 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 I want to hear it. I want to experience it, that joy and that gladness that just awakened my spirit. You know, David, as we talked about in the last episode, that he dances before the Lord naked. Like, I just desire that so deeply. I want that. But then we transition into the second section and we go, wait a second. God breaks bones? God break, but like, how does that sit with you? Like when you read a passage, like if you just zip past that, you're like, whoa, hold on, back up, back the train up, back, back, back the train up. What is that all about? Like that doesn't feel right, but it's, it's true. Like 
God is loving and he is just. In his justice, and many times is very painful. In light of our sins and our depravity and our running away from him, there are consequences. This is the breaking. This is what Hosea is talking about, right? For the people of Israel, there's Babylon. Babylon exists because the people of Israel rebelled. And so they're like lamenting, crying out to God, please restore us. And he's like, these are the broken bones that you have brought about. But it's not mean. It's merciful. And so what he's saying is, I, I want your mercy. You know, all, you know, again, verse 1, as he's stepping into this, like there's this abundant mercy in this over, you know, this abundant mercy in, in his uh, overwhelming love and, uh, and flowing love. Like he wants that so deeply, but there's this reality of like there's bones that have been broken as a result of his sin. And God, because God loves him, was a part of that fracture. But the fracture wasn't to separate. It was to make right what was wrong. And he's like, hey, man, I, God, I, I just need these bones that you've broken to rejoice. And why do they rejoice? They rejoice in the fact that God is good. And then he, he doesn't wound those out of anger or haste. He wounds because he loves and I, and I started processing through that. And I started thinking like the gospel proclaims to, to you and to I that these broken bones, they can rejoice. That's, that's good news. It's really, really good news. And in fact, the best part of the good news, and this is so hard for us to reconcile in our souls because we don't have a box for it, is it talks about in Isaiah that it pleased God to crush Jesus. And we struggle with that. We're like, well, I don't know what to do with that. But when we realize as a result of that crushing, it releases us into this good news. And this good news is that Jesus paid the price. He reconciled. He is reconciling humanity back to himself, all of creation back to himself. But it took a sacrifice. It took a breaking. It took a death. And there's a resurrection. And this is the part that I love about this passage. There is a death, there is a breaking, but there's also a rejoicing and a resurrection. But do we have that perspective? Do we see what the Lord, one, is doing in our own lives? But can we see what he did through, through Jesus, that that breaking released us into life and life to the full? This is embracing the wholeness of what this passage is pointing us to. It's like when we break, when we mis make mistakes, and God's justice comes against us, it's not something that separates us from him. It's something that can redeem us if we're willing to see it in the way that he's called us to see it and experience it through repentance. God, please forgive me. This whole, whole chapter is all about repentance and I want to experience you once again. I want to rejoice in you once again. Because our brokenness blesses the Lord. Our brokenness blesses the Lord. So the question is this. Where are you rejoicing in your brokenness? Where are you rejoicing in your brokenness? Are you able to see it and experience it? Ask the Lord to teach you and show you. Father God, we need your help in this. We need you to guide and lead us. Awaken us. Awaken us to this joy, this gladness, and even the broken bones, bones that can rejoice. <laughs>
So take a breath, reflect, believe in the God of the universe.